Well, thank you, Mike. That's very nice of you. Good afternoon. Welcome to Sabbath services. What a blessing we have to be here. So I was talking to an old friend of mine uh, a couple of weeks ago, a good friend and a smart guy, and uh, we were talking about the books that we like to read, and uh, he suggested that I read a little more history, history books. So I picked up one, and it's called Endurance, Shackleton's Incredible Voyage by Alfred Lansing. Is anybody familiar with Shackleton's Voyage? Yeah. So there's a lot of shows now, like Doomsday Preppers, Survivor Man, Alone. I mean, even my dad had a lead-lined bunker up in Montana. People are concerned about survival, and rightly so. Maybe you worry about it too sometimes. Matthew 24, 13, Jesus said in Matthew 24, 13, but he who endures to the end shall be saved. So there's a lot that's in that sentence because we do have to endure to the end. But God's people, we don't need to be afraid of the future. We don't need to be afraid. But we do need to endure. I'd like to take you back to that time period. It was 1914 to the Shackleton Expedition and what we can learn from then to enhance our own ability to endure to the end. So in 1914, World War I began on July 28th. Most homes had no indoor plumbing. The average life expectancy of a man was 52 years. And Shackleton's expedition was not the first to go into Antarctica. On January uh, 1773, Captain James Kirk crossed the, the, the uh, Arctic Circle, the Antarctic Circle. He was the first recorded European to do so. On February 20th of 1823, Captain James Weddell set a new record for the farthest south traveled by an Antarctic explorer. The Weddell Sea was named after him, and also the Weddell Seal, which is the farthest south of breeding mammal in the world. Ruled Amundsen, his polar party, was the first to reach the South Pole on December 14, 1911. But on August 8th of that year, an expedition set out led by Ernest Shackleton with 29, or 27 men and 69 sled dogs with the goal of being the first expedition to traverse the Antarctic continent, so from one side to the other. On January 19, 1915, not too long after they set out, the endurance became stuck in the pack ice. And they thought they'd just wait, and as time went by, eventually they'd be, be released. But over the course of the next nine months, the ship was crushed. You know, this, 
the ship was specifically designed for this type of expedition, super strong. It was sail and steam powered, but it got stuck in the ice. And the crew finally had to abandon the ship on the 27th of October. That's uh, nine months later. And uh, the 28 men were left stranded on the frozen sea ice. You know, supplies started running low. They, had, they didn't think this was gonna happen. The supplies started running low. They lived on penguins and they lived on sea lions and seals. And sadly, it was very sad for the, the men who handled the dogs. They ended up eating every one of those dogs to survive. On April 9th, 1916, they weren't able to stay on the ice any longer. It started to break up. So they couldn't stay there. They happened to have three lifeboats that they got into and sailed for the closest island, which was 100 miles away in these lifeboats. And uh, you know they had sails on them and they had oars, but it was ice and trying to row through that. It was, it was very, very terrible and a lot of people, you know, it was very difficult for these men, these men. So that's, it was called Elephant Island. They were able to beach there. April 24th, 1916, six men, including Shackleton, left the island trying to go for help. And they had to go 800 miles north. They didn't have, didn't have any power. It wasn't like they turned on their motor and head on, headed north. They had uh, sails and oars in terrible sea conditions. They did make it, uh, but when they got there, they were on the wrong side of um, the island, uh, South Georgia Island, which is quite a bit east of the Falkland Islands, it's way down there in cold country. <clears throat> and they were on the wrong side of the island, so they, had, <laughs> they were the first people who ever climbed over this mountain that the island was made out of and went down to a, a Norwegian whaling station called Stromness on May 20th. So it was pretty tough and the crew of the Endurance um, was saved, rescued on, uh, let's see, they were uh, August 30th, they finally picked them up. It was about a year and a three quarters later. So the crew of the Endurance, you know, went through terrible, terrible hardship. You know, frostbite, having to live on food that was not good and terrible things they had to go through. And I, you know, it's made me think what God's people have had to go through. We've had to go through, maybe not us necessarily, but our forebearers have had to go through terrible trials. And you know, if you are familiar with Hebrews 11, if you read that carefully, what they, our poor brothers and sisters have had to go through. And I'd like to just read a little bit of that, Hebrews 11, 35 through 38. I'm breaking into the first verse here. Hebrews 11, 35 through 38. Others were tortured. You know, you say that, you just read over that, tortured. Well, you know what torture is? <laughs> you know, pulling out your fingernails or, you know, waterboarding you or beating you, sometimes to death. They didn't accept deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. Still others had trials of mockings and scourgings and chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, 
This one gets me every time. They were sawn in two. Were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, and tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. So our forebears have had to go through terrible trials of endurance too. And not just our forebears. <laughs> There's no question that God's people have had to and will continue to endure very difficult situations. So I, I have just three points from the, the uh, expedition that maybe can help us endure whatever we are going to face in the future. There's probably a lot more that they could learn from them, but I just have three. So each man on that expedition was personally picked by Shackleton, Sir, Ed, Sir uh, Edmund Shackleton, Edward. <laughs> um, and you know he interviewed each one. If he didn't like you, if you didn't fit the purpose, you're out. If you did, you were in. So he personally interviewed them. And, you know, each one had a job. They were navigators. They took care of the dogs. They were a cook, carpenter, you know, whatever it was. He interviewed each person. So each person had a job. Each person had their job to do. So, you know, we, we have a job to do. God has personally called us to, to do a certain thing. And it's not, you know, what I'm doing isn't what you're doing and I'm, I probably couldn't do what you do and you know we're, we're all doing something as a group to support the group to support each other we depend on that actually for our survival 1 Corinthians 12 18 you know we've been personally interviewed by God for what we do 1 Corinthians 12, 18. But now God has set the members, each one of them in the body, just as he pleased. So each one of us is here, personally set here for a purpose. So the second point is the willingness to help others in need. Dealing with cold was always an issue for the crew of the endurance, especially in an open lifeboat out on a frozen ocean with snow in your face, freezing temperatures, <laughs> wet clothes, and you can't stay warm, and it was pretty terrible. Frostbite became a real big issue. Losing, you know, feeling, feeling in your fingers, if anybody had frostbite, it's, I, I never have, but I've come close to it. And um, so, but what they did was, they were on boats together. They would, if somebody needed clothes, they'd give somebody clothes. If somebody needed their feet rubbed and massaged to keep them from getting frostbite, they did that. They worked together and really humbled themselves to do that. One man lost his foot. A lot of them had fingers and toes lost, but not one person was lost. You know, the, the parable in Luke 10 about the Good Samaritan, you know, the the fancy people were walking by and they saw this guy laying there on the road and he was all beat up and bleeding and they just kind of uh, walked by. And then the Samaritan saw him and helped him. And that question was asked, well, who is my brother? 
And Jesus said in verse 37, he who showed mercy on him, and Jesus said, go and do likewise. So some of Shackleton's men lost toes and one man lost their feet, you know, and we've experienced things that have caused us to have scars on this journey to the kingdom, but if we help each other, we'll be able to endure it. So they also, number three, they had unwavering loyalty to Captain Shackleton. And the reason they had unwavering loyalty to Captain Shackleton was that he would, in a dangerous situation, he would go first. You had to jump over some crack in the ice, he'd jump over the crack, or you know, whatever it was, he was the one that went first, and his men really respected him for that and followed him. He didn't delegate a dangerous assignment. Oh, that doesn't look too safe. Why don't you, uh, would you mind going? He led by example. So, you know, he sailed 800 miles north in an in a open, not an open boat, it was covered with seal skins or something, but that's pretty, pretty heavy duty. So, <clears throat> Hebrews 2.10 Hebrews 2.10. For it was fitting for him to whom are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons to glory to make the, the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. You know, Jesus went through the worst torture ever. He went through terrible suffering and privation and he did it for us and so that's why. I mean, we, we follow because he, he was the first one. He went before us. He's our captain. He wouldn't ask us to do anything that he hasn't, wouldn't be willing to do. So all of us will experience times in our lives where we need to endure very hard things. It could be the loss of a loved one, a sick child, personal illness, or the very real difficulties of growing old. Life's really tough sometimes, but still, we must endure to the end no matter what. The crew of the Endurance didn't have any way to call for help. They didn't have a radio. They didn't have a two-way radio. They could... Well, at one time when it was working, they could receive, but they couldn't transmit. So they didn't have a way to call for help, but we do have a way to call for help. We can call on God to help. And Jesus said, I will never leave you or forsake you, and that we wouldn't be tempted beyond what we're able to stand. During the days, you know, if you, don't, if you, if you doubt that, during the days of the prophet Elijah, Elisha, the Syrians were overtaking the Israelites in a battle. And one of the young men there was going, I don't know if we're going to make it. 2 Kings 6.16, 2 Kings 6.16, Elisha said, do not fear. For those who are with us are more than, are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed and said, O oh Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire <laughs> surrounding 
Elisha. So. Shackleton and his crew were alone as they endured cold, danger, isolation, but we are not alone. God is with us, so who can be against us? He can send out armies of angels at his command to aid in time of need. And remember that we have each been given a special job to do, a heart to help each other, and a great captain who would never ask us to do anything he hasn't already done for us. James, the half-brother of Jesus, echoes Jesus' words in James 1.12. Blessed is the man and woman who endures temptation. For when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Endure to the end and be saved. 